Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, and Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There are... 900,000 cases pending right now for an average of two years in immigration courts. And that is a problem. The answer to that problem is more complicated than let's fast track those cases. This is Sarah. This is Beth. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics, the home of grace-filled political conversations. Friday, as this podcast hits your feed, Sarah and I will be traversing the state of California for the Nuance Nation tour. So much fun to meet y'all in person. We're really excited about our next tour stops at PantsyPoliticsShow.com. You can get Nuance Nation tour tickets. Our tickets for Louisville and Michigan are up. They'll be up soon for Dallas and Washington, D.C., and we can't wait to see you there. In addition to the tour, we want to make sure that you know... We have a really good August bonus episode for you on Patreon this month. Sarah and I had some heated discussion about the Supreme Court, about what the Supreme Court exists to do, about, let's just be honest, it ended up being like Sarah saying, burn everything down, down. and me saying, let's get organized and participate in democracy. And it, I feel like we solved some stuff by the end, Sarah. But listen, 
I'm just, the more I read, we're doing research for our tour right now. I'm reading These Truths by Jill Lepore. And I swear to you, every time I get to a spot where it's like, oh, we saw this avenue for change. And then it went to the Supreme Court and they were like, mm, let's stick with the status quo. And so I feel very confirmed and my burn it down instinct. We cover all this in the bonus episode. So if you are on the fence about becoming a Patreon member, let us just give you a gentle nudge in that direction because we do feel like we're doing good work over there and we really want everyone to listen in and participate in conversation about this episode. So today we're tackling the five things you need to know about the border crisis. We got a really good email from Amy. She said, I've read that the Trump administration has changed the rules for claiming asylum. What is the actual procedure? How does one legally come to our country to seek asylum? I'm so sick of people talking about illegals, and I'm 99 percent sure they have no idea what it takes to do it illegally. Venezuela has gotten a lot of coverage for its issues, but I know that it isn't the only country people are fleeing. Do you know percentages? What is happening in the countries of origin that's causing people to flee in such huge numbers? Why is it so easy for them to travel fluidly all the way to our southern border? Why aren't they being denied in other countries first? Are there no other options along the way, or does America just seem that good? Why is the only option to let people in, then hold them in detention centers? Wouldn't it be more cost-effective to bring in additional legal professions to expedite the case reviews? All the questions, Amy. Now, we only have five things, but I think we might be able to tackle most, if not all, of those questions. We use this for a jumping off point because this is a big issue. And so we're going to try to narrow in, but give you a much better perspective on the U.S.-Mexico border. And we are going to focus on the border right now. We did a more comprehensive look at immigration a couple of years ago. And so we're going to put a link in the show notes to our first immigration primer. That's where you can hear a little bit about the visa process and how to legally immigrate. Today, we are going to focus on the current pressure at the border, what's creating that, and where do we go from here. So the first thing we want you to to know is that there is a legitimate rise in people seeking to cross the border, both illegally and legally, and we are not at record levels of immigration. Both things can be true. Both things can be true. Just keep that in mind. Because when we're focusing on the border, we're really trying to narrow in on that issue. And so in the early 2000s, immigration levels at the southern border were higher than they are now. But in early 2019, we saw an 11-year high. So it was high in the early part of the century, then it went back down, and now it's back up again. Now, the numbers usually fall in the summer. That was true this year. They started falling a little bit in June because it really just gets too hot for people to cross, especially away from ports of entry and through the desert. Now, we can't really tell how much of this crisis is specifically about surging numbers of unaccompanied minors or family units. And the reason is because prior to 2011, the Department of Homeland Securities didn't separate. They just counted everybody. They didn't say, well, it's this many children, it's this many families, it's this many single adults. So it's all one big number. Now we can look at percentages and get a rough idea. So from the Advocacy for Human Rights in the Americas, there was an incredible 68% of all those apprehended in the U.S.-Mexico border earlier this year that were kids and families. That's two out of every three people were kids and families. Now, prior to that, the proportion of children and families among those apprehended was really never higher than about 10%. So we went from about 10% of everybody flowing across the border being kids and families, to almost 70% of everybody flowing across the border, kids and families, 
And we also have a higher number flowing across the border. So that's what we're dealing with on the border. This is really what doing our research brought into relief for me. This feels like a Mm -hmm. crisis, not because of the number of people coming, but because they're coming for totally different reasons and different kinds of people are coming. These are not Mexican men coming into the United States for work, hoping to make some money and eventually go back to Mexico. That is what our immigration system is really built for. Our immigration system, especially our border infrastructure is built to quickly apprehend mostly men, mostly coming from Mexico, trying to sneak in the country to work. But that's not who's coming to the border right now. So we're seeing more families than ever before, and we're seeing more asylum seekers than ever before. Asylum seekers apply for protection at the border Or from within the country. If you're already here in some way, you can apply for asylum. And you can do that affirmatively, meaning you take yourself up to the government and you say, hello, I am here seeking asylum because I have this credible fear in my home country. Or you can do it defensively. If you've been apprehended or referred for removal, you can say, I have a credible fear. I would like to apply for asylum. It is okay to do it either way. When you affirmatively apply, you have an interview with an immigration officer. If that immigration officer thinks you've stated a credible fear, then you're referred for a hearing with a judge. If not, you're ordered to be removed, and then you can decide if you want to appeal that decision with a judge. There are 900,000 cases pending right now for an average of two years in immigration courts. And that is a problem. The answer to that problem is more complicated than let's fast track those cases. So there is a program right now where the Trump administration is trying to fast track about 56,000 cases. And lawyers for asylum seekers are saying these cases are now moving so fast that they can't properly prepare clients to testify and present their cases for asylum. So there is a sweet spot between you hang around for two years with your future being uncertain and you have a month or so to get in front of a judge as a non-English speaker who doesn't understand our legal system and desperately needs a good attorney to help move you through this process. And we have not found that sweet spot. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain which is Bake From Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. You can fully customize your wild grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things. 
big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash pantsuit. Looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Aura frames are beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. You guys, I love my Aura frames. I have one in my office. I have one in my kitchen. I have given one as a housewarming gift. I have given one as Mother's Day. Father's Day. They are the most amazing gifts because this app is a game changer, in my personal opinion, in digital frames. It makes it so, so easy to get the pictures on there and even videos. It plays like you're in Harry Potter, you guys. It is the best. I love mine so much. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code Pantsuit at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So why do we see this surge among women and family units and children as opposed to single men? Well, there have been some analysts that say anti-immigration rhetoric and increased border security has contributed to about a 26% decrease in attempted border crossings in 2017. 54% of those apprehended originated from the Northern Triangle, and that's what we're going to get into the second thing. But there are some people that say that this rhetoric actually increases people flowing, especially from the Northern Triangle. I heard an interview on NPR with a coyote that said, basically, we get people The numbers have gone through the roof because they're like, well, I better get in before it gets even harder that he's going to shut everything down. So we we better get why the getting's good, basically. So it really depends on what you talk to. But the second thing you need to know is that a massive number of these migrants and refugees and asylum seekers flowing across the southern border are coming from the northern triangle, which is composed of Honduras, El Salvador and Guatemala. So let's get way, way, way far back, (laughs) because I do think it's really helpful to have a broad historical understanding of this part of the world. And I'm talking way back. Wait till you see how far back we're going to go. So this area of the world is one of the cradles of civilization. So it's a geographic area credited with the Mayan civilization reaching as far back as 2600 B.C. Now. The Mayan culture, mystery of history, disappeared, and they don't really know why. But what you see around this area in the 1500s is Spanish colonization. Okay, so you have colonization. Then in 1821, these countries declare independence, along with some other countries in that geographic region, and form the Federal Republic of Central America. Then you see almost a decade 
or more of instability because the U.S. government basically plays Banana Republic, not the clothing store. It's where the United Fruit Company and the United States government basically go in with their military and manipulate things for their capitalistic reasons. Okay, so you have coups, you have civil wars throughout most of the 20th century, including a war between Honduras and El Salvador. El Salvador and Guatemala have civil wars. Honduras doesn't, but they're really affected because they're often a staging area. So as you begin the 21st century, you have an end to most of these wars, including the civil wars. But now you have this huge number of men demobilized. They're young, they're unemployed, and they have access to lots of weapons. So according to USAID, 76% of the population in the Northern Triangle countries live in poverty, 27% in extreme poverty, and about half the population is under the age of 25. There are not enough jobs. And so when you have that sort of powder keg and you have this long history of violence and all these weapons laying around, then you see a lot of gang activity. And particularly with the gang activity, the gangs we hear about all the time, MS-13 and M-18, the United States, again, has a huge role to play. Governmental institutions in El Salvador and Guatemala especially are weak. In all the Northern Triangle countries, corruption is rampant. And so these transnational criminal organizations form. MS-13 and MS-18 are the largest gangs in the region. They are estimated to have as many as 85,000 members in total. Both of these were formed in Los Angeles. M-18 was formed in the 1960s by Mexican youth and MS-13 in the 1980s by Salvadorans who had fled the Civil War. The presence in Central America grew in the mid-1990s following large-scale deportations from the United States of undocumented immigrants with criminal records. In addition to all that crime, El Salvador and Guatemala are among the 15 countries in the world most at risk from natural disasters. Droughts in particular have resulted in terrible food insecurity. So there isn't one reason why people flee the Northern Triangle. Most analysts say that people come for some combination of fleeing violence and bad governance and corruption, natural disasters, looking for economic opportunity, and seeking to be reunited. United with family members who are already in the United States. In 2015, the last year for which we have data about this, as many as 3.4 million people born in El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras were living in the United States, more than double the estimated 1.5 million people who were here in the year 2000, and about 55% of them were undocumented. Within the next few years, about 350,000 immigrants from Northern Triangle countries will lose the legal right to live and work in the United States as a result of the Trump administration revoking their temporary protected status, which is a designated granted to immigrants from countries that have suffered severe hardships. And we're going to talk more about that in just a second. We have tried we, the United States, has tried to deter migration from these countries. So we've been advertising for five years in these countries about what our immigration laws are and the dangers of immigrating illegally. But these efforts have not been effective. We are simply not able to counter all of the forces that make living in these countries untenable for so many people. So we're seeing this rise of this population across our southern border. And the third thing that you need to know is for most of our history, border deportations were pretty informal, if not absent, 
There's a really good revisionist history. We'll put the link to in the show notes if you want to learn more about that. In the 2000s, we started formally deporting people with expedited removal. But you cannot do that with the group of people we're talking about. So first, if it's an asylum seeker, whether they have presented themselves at the port of entry to ask for asylum or have they have crossed into the port of entry and then evoked their right to asylum, like Beth was talking about early, either sort of defensively or offensively. Once they've presented themselves for asylum, they cannot be deported in that sort of expedited manner because they have to be screened and to see if they have a credible fear of persecution. Okay, if they're an unaccompanied child from a non-Mexican country, then they have to be transferred to the care of Department of Health and Human Services within 72 hours and are guaranteed an immigration court hearing. So again, expedited removal, not available. If they are a family under a 2015 court ruling, they cannot be detained indefinitely, and the court has to release them after about 20 days. Again, expedited removal, not available. So we have a surge in these types of immigrants from these countries and that in which a process is not available to expedite them quickly. And that's where the Trump administration comes in. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible. And skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies. So we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic. And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze. And its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code PANTSUIT at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Mm 
Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. So this is going to sound like a biased characterization, Mm -hmm. but I think that the data and policy really supports this characterization. The Trump administration just simply does not believe the United States is the place for people who are leaving a country because of persecution or oppression. They have a stated desire to slash refugee resettlement to zero by 2020. They have restricted protections for asylum seekers. In a groundbreaking 2014 ruling by the Board of Immigration Appeals, which is the nation's highest immigration court, the court decided to grant asylum to a survivor of domestic abuse for the first time. The survivor, Aminta Cifuentes, was viciously abused by her husband in Guatemala for a decade. And she made the case that her country's government could not protect her. And she proved that she had repeatedly gone to the police who would not intervene because they called her situation a domestic dispute. The decision to grant her asylum formally recognized domestic violence as a legitimate form of persecution, which made way for other victims to come to the United States on those grounds. But last June, Jeff Sessions, as our attorney general, reversed that immigration appeals court ruling. And he said that people fleeing abusive partners and gangs were victims Mm -hmm. of private violence instead of government persecution. And he said that private violence claims would no longer qualify for asylum. So first, they are restricting the ways in which you can claim asylum. Then they are dramatically changing the process through which someone can present for asylum. So what they have instituted is called metering across the southern border. And what this means is that officials at these official ports of entry, where the Trump administration has said, you must present yourself if you are seeking asylum. Border officials are to notify arriving asylum seekers that the border crossings are full due to limited processing capacity, and they will have to wait in Mexico until space becomes available. Now, previously, officials just processed all asylum seekers that showed up at the crossings, but now you have these waiting areas in Tijuana, and you there's a really amazing This American Life where they talk about basically the asylum seekers themselves set up a process and put together their own wait list in Mexico that can sometimes be Thousands and thousands of people long. You're talking months and months sleeping on the streets of Tijuana, waiting for your turn till you can get 
you know, to the meter decides you can present yourself for asylum. Then you have new third country rules saying you have to wait somewhere besides here, which is not how asylum has ever worked. And the administration rejecting claims if the asylum seeker passed through a third country on their way to the United States and didn't claim asylum there. There was a lawsuit filed and a district court judge issued a nationwide injunction, but that has only become applied to the Ninth Circuit, which means it can't move forward outside the Ninth Circuit, including in Texas, while the case proceeds. And then this week, Homeland Security officials say they're adopting their own regulations that reflect the Flores Agreement, which has been in effect since 1997, and there's no longer need for court involvement, which was only meant to be temporary. But the new rules would allow the government to hold families in detention much longer than 20 days. We've talked about the Flores Agreement before. So this reflects the fact that, yes, previous administrations have detained minors under horrific conditions, and this has been a problem for decades in the United States. The scale of that problem has so dramatically increased as more families are coming to our border and more unaccompanied minors are coming to our border. And so the conditions are receiving much more attention because they are more consistent. They're happening for longer periods of time to much greater volumes of people. And it's a cyclical problem, right? Because if you have substandard conditions to begin with, and then you add a volume of people for which our facilities were never built, and you add an administration that apprehends every single person instead of using any prosecutorial discretion, that's why we find ourselves where we are today. And the fifth thing you need to know is that increased migration to the U.S. is part of an international trend. This is really the new normal for the globe. You see Italy's government collapsing right now because of just this kind of migration crisis. The U.N. Missing Migrants Project reports that 170 migrants have died or are missing on the U.S.-Mexico border so far in 2019, including 13 children. Because what often happens is when these port of entries are full— then people are forced to try to trek through the desert, and it is incredibly dangerous. Those estimates of 170 migrants are most likely very, very low. There's a fabulous radio lab series on people crossing and the increased danger of these crossings and people desperately trying to get real numbers and get these people who have died in the desert back to their families. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Border Patrol figures again, show that 283 died last year. But human rights activists, like we said, say the number is most likely much, much higher. And what's so difficult about this when you put it in a bigger picture is that this is really America getting a preview of what the rest of the world Mm -hmm. has been enduring for some time. There's massive migration from the Middle East into Europe. There's massive migration in African nations because of violence and conflict and corrupt governments and drought. And climate change is projected to cause all of this migration to ramp up. And we'll get into this on Tuesday when we talk more about what we think about what's going on. But before we do that, I think it's important to acknowledge as much as we all find the news disheartening about what's happening Mm -hmm. at the border and think, how could anyone possibly be part of this? 
There are many people working in the U.S. government, and we've heard from some of them and their partners who desperately want to be part of a humane approach to accepting the reality of migration and who are not being given the right tools to do that work because we're still talking about this problem in the same terms that we spoke about spikes in immigration in the early 2000s and within the context of a system that is built for a very different kind of migration than what we're seeing. And so that's where we're going to pick up on Tuesday. How can we take a new look at this that accepts a more modern reality? Our show notes are packed with resources. If you want to dive into any of these numbers more, you'll see that. And we'll be back with you on Tuesday to discuss this further. Until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. Dylan Garvin produces Pantsuit Politics every week. Thanks for making us sound better, Dylan. Elise Knapp is our managing director, which means we could not make it without her scheduling, organization, feedback, and creativity. Thank you, Elise. We couldn't make Pantsuit Politics without support from our listeners. Go to patreon.com slash pantsuitpolitics to learn how you can receive more nuance and help us make the show. Special thanks to our executive producers who have committed to supporting us in a major life-giving way. Our executive producers are Tracy Putoff, Tim Miller, David McWilliams, Joshua Allen, Linda Rucker, Martha Bernatsky, Melanie Cravey, and Tiffany Hassler. Our theme music is composed and performed by Dante Lima. The music under our ads is composed and performed by Dylan Garvin. Learn more about our lives, live events that we're involved in, and what we're reading each week by signing up for our weekly newsletter at pantsuitpoliticsshow.com. And connect with members of the Pantsuit Politics community by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.